Hey everybody, I am Tanya Soraya. I'm a postdoctoral fellow who's being appointed to a research assistant professor right now at the Medical University of South Carolina. And I'm a clinical psychologist where I work with patients and do research on trauma and addiction treatment with a focus on opioid use. Uh, my name is Jocelyn Rogers. Um, I also work at the, universe, the Medical University of South Carolina as a uh, research coordinator looking um, at PTSD and veterans with a joint appointment at the Ralph H. Johnson VA Medical Center in Charleston. Hi there. Uh, my name is Natalie Ocean. I used to work at the Medical University of South Carolina, but I'm now the chief operating officer at a healthcare tech startup based in Memphis, Tennessee called MedHall, where we help to solve for the challenges that patients face in getting access to transportation to medical services and appointments. Nice to be here again. But yeah. I do talk about um, us as women and where we are in our careers and kind of how we how we prioritize ourselves. Um, I know, Tanya, we talked earlier about how do we prioritize like our physical well-being. And I know that you work with people's mental well-beings and behavioral well-being and wanted to see like, what are some things you all are doing or have been doing to not put work above yourself, but also still be a boss when you show up to the office? I mean, I can share my piece. It's really not a piece, y'all. So, um, I have a hard time, believe it or not, um, separating. I have a hard time taking time off and not feeling guilty about it. Um, I have a hard time not checking my emails past six o'clock in case I miss something. I, I really have a hard time with that. Um, and I feel like I shouldn't, but I feel like, I feel like it's just because of my position and like what I do. And like now I'm transitioning. So there's like other things to do. Um, and I, I do feel guilty about that kind of stuff sometimes. And I feel weird about missing meetings. It's just, it's just all weird. Um, and I, I know that's something I have to get better at, but I do, I struggle with it. I struggle with, with disconnecting and with focusing on other things or just being to myself and for myself, um, except on the weekends. Now Friday at about three or four o'clock, I'll see you on Monday, but during the week, um, I'll check my email seven, eight o'clock at night for no absolute reason. Not none at all. No, ma'am. <laughs> it's, it's so weird. It's so weird. Wait, wait, you mean no, ma'am? Like you don't do that, Nat? No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I've been lucky um, because I learned while I was working at the Academic Medi Medical Center here in Memphis before I moved to Charleston, my boss, um, lovely woman, love her, shout out to Dr. G. But um, she taught me how to, set boundaries and she always held me accountable for setting my boundaries for her and for others at work so it was if it's lunchtime I don't want to see you and I don't want to hear from you like your door should be closed you should not have your computer open unless you're doing some other personal work or take a walk or go visit somebody else at their office but do not have do not keep yourself accessible if this is your designated time during the day where you get to eat nourish your body and recharge and then also um like for me I've, I've, I've definitely been like that Jocelyn where I want to just check the email so I don't miss anything but then you have to think about if the email does not get answered, is your job on the line? Is someone going to die? Is the building going to blow up? Is, is someone going to transfer billions of dollars out of your bank account? Because I know you have billions of dollars in it and you're going to be left flat broke. 
Like you just, I feel like there are some times where, and again, according to your role, there may be some like, well, this is part of your job where things happen at seven or 8 p.m. You just have to be on par and ready for it. But if it's truly not, like if, if it does not, if it's nothing as detrimental is going to happen before 8 a.m. the next day or 9 a.m. the next day, whenever you start work, is it worth your peace in maybe you're watching a movie and all of a sudden you get a random alert from MUS. Your anxiety starts to like jump and you're like, you're concerned. You're starting to think about work. Like it takes away from your peaceful time at home. And I know that I've heard a lot of people say that it's less about the work-life balance and more about just setting those boundaries for yourself. Because some people, like you said, Jocelyn, they, if they have a hard time separating the two, which I think is fine, but I think the boundary setting is most important. And yes, there, there are some days where I'm working till six or seven or eight o'clock at night, but it's not because it's a habit of mine. It's because I'm trying to finish this one particular task that's driving me to that point of time for this day. But once you make yourself accessible in that way, people are going to find ways to access you. And so you just want to be mindful of that too. So if you are checking and responding to emails, don't be surprised if during the weekend, people are responding to you at 7 or 8 p.m. or they're asking where you are or they're trying to get in touch with you because you've allowed that kind of um, dark hole, so to speak, to be open. But sometimes it is just like, I just want to see what they're saying and then I'll just mark it back as unread so that way I can revisit it on Monday. Because sometimes Mm -hmm. I'm just curious depending on who it's coming from, but I'm not going to respond because I don't want you to think that I'm up and available for you to continue to communicate with me at this time of the night. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is circling back a little bit to our previous episode, but if you had a billion dollars in your account and that's what you're checking your email for, I was like, that negotiation worked for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, Tanya, what are your thoughts? I mean, so part of this is like culture, right? Like you, if you have a boss like Nat's old, old boss, like I feel like I should give a shout out to that boss. Like that's awesome that you have somebody who encourages boundaries because like they they're they're like molding you right but other places there's the culture of like you know you have to work all the time and like everything is important and there's you're always going to work over 40 hours a week and that's kind of just you know written in the contract without really being written and I do think some kind of health sciences environments and academic environments are like that. Um, But to Nat's point, like, no one's gonna die. I mean, like, if you're a a clinician, and you you know, you get like, someone calls you and they're suicidal. Okay, yeah, somebody could die. Right. But, and so that's different. But like, an email, I mean, I think we get so into email, because it also can make you feel a little important to be like, oh, somebody's emailing me, somebody needs me. And I was at this talk a couple of weeks ago where this woman said the reason email, like people check their email so much is it's intermittent reward, which is like a big thing in psych of like, when you have rewards that are kind of intermittent and spaced out and you never know where they're gonna, when they're gonna happen, you check more, you know? Yeah. Does that make sense? That's interesting. I never heard about it or thought about it like that. Yeah, it's like a it's like a thing people do with like children and pets to like train them that like if you really want them to work harder, you can't make them know that every time they get an A on a test, they're going to get like chocolate. You have to like give it kind of sparingly here and there so that they never know when they're going to get it. Right. So they always keep up that habit. Exactly. Mm. So emails kind of like that. And when she said it like that, I was like, oh, duh. Like this is like literally email built to like mess with me (laughs) (laughs) interesting 
So, I mean, I don't have any notifications for email. I, I, that is something that like I don't do. And pre-COVID, I didn't have my work email on my phone because I was like, what's the point of that? Like, I have, have a computer. How much email checking do I need to do? Um, mm. And I've, of course, that boundary has gone away with especially COVID because it was like, well, what the hell am I going to do? I guess I'm going to check my email because <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> like, so um, it's that. But I think now I, I feel like, like kind of like Jocelyn was saying, like I do feel pressure randomly to check. And I think it's more sometimes for me a mental thing of like, all right, what's tomorrow going to be? What do I have to deal with? Like what thing do I have to respond to? And let me just like plan it out in my head so that when I have to do it, it only takes like two seconds instead of like 20 minutes. Right. That's true. But all that aside, even if you check your email at eight o'clock, which is up to you or 11 o'clock, which is like, why would you do that? I do that. I'm admitting to this. And then I'm like, why do I do this? I'm going to just mark this one right and go right back to sleep. <laughs> But I do it, but like, even if you do that, you have to, it, it is a practice to turn off and to take care of yourself. And we, we use this word self-care like so callously, you know, like we just say, mm -hmm. oh yeah, self-care, self-care. But it's like, okay, but what is that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like yeah. sometimes it's like getting out the gloves and cleaning your stove that has like breadcrumbs and shit all over it. So right. that's self-care. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but that's interesting because I've heard I've heard people say that they feel guilty when they try to practice self-care and I also heard someone say that self-care should be considered as self-preservation because you literally need mm. to take care of yourself because otherwise you'll die like you literally need to take care of yourself um, and do things that foster your health and foster your peace of mind um, and you I'm sure you've heard the saying you can't pour from an empty cup and I 100% agree with that um, and I've I started going to therapy. So yay, me. Um, so my therapist was telling me like, because um, for me, I struggle with guilt a lot. And so that's kind of why I sometimes overexert mm -hmm. myself because I, I just assign myself this guilt that nobody else is putting onto me. Um, and she was like, you need to, you need to start letting go of that and start, start like starting to think about why you feel like you need to put this pressure on you before others even think about putting that pressure on yourself. Um, but yeah, yeah, I wanted to just make the point that, yeah, you have to, you definitely have to take care of yourself, whatever that is. And if, if, if checking the email gives you peace of mind to say, hey, now that I see it, I can go back to my day and I can enjoy my day. Right. Do that. But like, know that, again, if you, if you respond to that email, you might get a response back and then you're going to get into this weed of response <laughs> on a Friday night while you're watching Netflix and your boo's looking at you crazy. But um, <laughs> Yeah, you, like you just got to be mindful. Because sometimes I will check my email, but I'll just mark it as unread so I can go back to my day and not forget about it on Monday or whatever the next day is. But again, whatever you make a practice of, make sure you're intentional about it and there's a valid reason for it and that you're not opening yourself up to losing that me time that you kind of have for yourself after hours or after mm -hmm. your work day, et cetera. That it's a choice to check it. Exactly. And I, I think that also goes back to not what you were saying a, a couple episodes ago about just like just knowing your worth, you know what I mean? And just even maintaining those those overall boundaries. So that's definitely some great advice. And I'm gonna have to implement that, honey, because oh Lord. Um, but you know, switching gears a little bit, what do you guys think about your profession and your and your work life balance and, and how it 
plays a part into your your personal growth and development and you know having a family or or becoming a parent and how that'll change or what you'll have to lose or kind of what that thought looks like um i guess nat do you want me to go first for this yeah go ahead um this is hard i don't think the world's made for women so oh no it is uh <laughs> speaking of negotiations it's <laughs> it's like negotiating with yourself <laughs> and the people you cherish um like <laughs> You know, like just story time, like my, my whole family is like descending on me in a few days and it's great and I love them, but I'm also oddly enough at the busiest time I've probably ever been in work. Mm -hmm. And I like woke up today at 7am and worked until my partner woke up. And I think it, it was this moment of like, wow, this is what life would be like if I had a kid where I would just have squeeze in these hours, you know, to get, I mean, one of my friends wakes up at 5.30 and works out because he has a newborn and that's the only time he can go to the gym. So I think like in a way, like kind of dovetailing what we just talked about, I think the boundaries almost happen, I, I think, and what I'm feeling if I want to have a kid one day, which I do, because like, ultimately it's just like it has to be shut down like email has to be shut down work has to be shut down because there are other things I have to take care of mm -hmm. and something's got to give you know and, and I don't for me I think it's like your priorities just immediately shift where you're like oh yeah I do want to nourish the family I have because I'm not going to be at like you know hopefully growing old and dead one day being like damn I really wish I wrote that email like <laughs> oh <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. So, yeah, um, Nat, go ahead. I was just gonna say, um, I think it's I haven't thought about it as much from a like a family perspective, and I also think that women are also more so having to be put in positions where they have to think about what professional what their professional career looks like when they have a family. But anyway, um, I think yeah. that. Um, it's like, I, I want a family. Like I, I want a family. I come from a big family. I'm excited for the day that I have a partner. I can get married and I can have and start a family of my own. Um, and I definitely do want to be that like mother who's like home as much as possible with the kids, helping to raise the kids directly. But I also do understand that there are things that I need to do that I want to accomplish professionally that may have to overlap or that may have to um, kind of interject into that um, like mommy and me time or time with my ch with my children at the time or whatever but um, I think it's all, I think one it's important to have a partner um, if you are someone who wants to have children and wants to have a partner um, who's helping you raise those children because I know some people don't mind being a single parent but um, for me I think it would be important that the partner understands what your goals are as well and is supportive of that because again it shouldn't be on you to be sacrificing your everything for the sake of raising children where there's also someone else at home who can while you're up you know trying to squeeze in a couple hours of work because you have to get this thing done they can be helping to take care of the child or they can be helping do something else in the house etc so I think that's for me the 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 number one priority because I'm not in a relationship now is making sure that I find a partner who will be understanding of that and understands what it is I'm trying to accomplish in my life. And then we can have those conversations about what we're both trying to accomplish in our individual lives as, as well as collectively and then thinking about the family down the line. 
Um, I also wanted to mention that I also, I've heard from some of my male friends that women put a lot of pressure on themselves professionally and having to get these accolades and get these degrees and get these credentials and men don't necessarily look for that in women. I don't know how much true or false that is, but um, I don't, and I don't know that I necessarily put pressure on myself to do that. I just know that in order for me to get to, to Z, I need to start with A, B, and C. And that may involve a degree that may involve extra training that may involve extra certifications, et cetera. Um, but I just wanted to throw that out there because I've heard that. Um, mm. But overall, I think, I don't know how it's going to be because I've definitely seen how hard my parents worked to raise me and my siblings and juggling jobs and my mom transitioning from a business, you know, working in business and accounting and finance to now being an, an LPN and a nurse and like her wow. time in school for that. And like, I definitely think there's going to be sacrifice. There's going to be time where I can't be as present family-wise as I want to be, but there's a, there's like an ultimate end goal where it's going to all make, it's going to all be better. It's going to be worth it for all of us collectively. If I step away and focus on this or turn my attention to this versus something else regarding the household. Um, but again, I think it, for me, my, pri my priority in getting to that point where I'm thinking about how I want to handle professionalism and family is making sure that I'm with a partner who understands that I'm not going to not go after my dreams or accomplish my goals because, oh, he can be the breadwinner and I just need to be at home taking care of the family. No, we're taking care of this family together. Right. And then randomly, I always went on tangent, but randomly that made me think of when people say that like men in, in partnerships or relationships or marriages are babysitting their children. Like, no, they're, they're with their child. Babysitting, like, excuse yeah. me. <laughs> I've heard so often like, oh yeah, um, he's babysitting or, or, oh, are you babysitting your kid today? Like, no, they're, with their child i don't understand what that is oh my god but, anyway, but yes um I, I think for me the priority is making sure that my partner understands what i want to do and then also that they need to be thinking about this too because they're part of this family and they need to also have this conversation with themselves and others around what their professional is what their professional path looks like in the mix of having a family mm-hmm mm -hmm. agreed i mean i you guys definitely both made valid points um I guess kind of what I'm feeling and where I stand is similar to what Nat said about, yes, the partner definitely needs to understand. Like, I definitely want to go back to, well, I guess it's like a kind of a toss up because Nat was like, one thing <laughs> that her male friend said is like, you know, women feel like they have to have all these, these accolades and certifications and these degrees. But on the other hand, I do want to go back to get a doctorate because I do believe that in order for me to do exactly what it is that I want to do and make the billions of dollars that I do want to make, I do have to have a doctorate degree. That's in my head. May not be true, but I'm still early career professional, so I'll find out. I'll find out as the time goes on. But um, also, maybe wait, wait, okay. Let me just interject about this, like this award thing. Do you mind, Jocelyn? Oh, go ahead. I just feel like maybe a reason women are more attracted to that is because it hasn't been as accessible. So it's like of course we're attracted to something that's going to make us look more valid and have like merit mm -hmm. in the eyes of employer mm -hmm. because we, we can't just like jump the ladder. <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point. So it's like, you know, I, and, and also like, well, yeah, I like school and I like to learn stuff. Like all the women before me didn't have this opportunity. So it's like, why won't I take it? Yeah. So, I mean, I, um, you know, and to wrap up just, you know, similar to what you just said, Tanya, um, also like thinking about my mom, she got her nursing degree and got her master's, but she just became a director um, 
at the VA, but she's been at the VA for over 20 years. You know what I mean? So it's like, do you, do you get the degree and jump the line and, or do you not get the degree and bide your time? And then it takes you twice as long. Um, but I feel like having a partnership is important. Um, having a partner who understands and supports, um, similar to what Natalie said. And, um, y'all know that Emily will be moving here in August. So I will be, um, a new mommy of sorts in a couple of months. So <laughs> that's going to like totally change everything. And, but, you know, Sean and I have talked about it and, you know, I have a plan and we have organization. We already got her in gymnastics. She's going to stay busy and she's going to stay out of my way. <laughs> but, you know, that's also a conversation that I'm going to have to have with MUSC about like, this is something I have to pour into at this point. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. I have another responsibility that is beyond you suckers. Um, right. So, you know, just being open and honest and, and clear about that and, and being excited and engaged in it because also what we talked about in previous episodes about like the schools removing all of this important historical information that impacts us, but being able to have that, that knowledge and that clearance and that peace to be able to pour into to what these kids need. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's, it's a lot on us, but you know, having a support system, having a team, having a, a dream and a vision and a, and a plan, all of it's possible. So but we thank y'all for tuning in um, to this episode. Uh, we hope that y'all enjoyed. If y'all want to hear any other particular topics, please feel free to reach out to us and like, share, comment, et cetera. And we'll see y'all next time. Bye. 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 -bye.